Howdy y'all and hello all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. Well, welcome to the Kansas State postgame show, or as should I accurately say the Kansas State complete a whooping show. Guys, that was uh that was rough. That was real, real rough. We looked very unprepared. Um, yeah, we had a lot of young guys playing, but I mean, we've had young guys kind of sprinkling all year. So I don't think that is a, uh, I don't think it's a plausible explanation for this performance today. Guys, this is our worst loss since November 11th, 2000, uh, when Texas Tech and Coach Bro, aka Cliff Kingsbury, uh, put it on us. We let Coach Bro throw for almost 240 yards, um, also, Pogai had 219 yards, which is pretty close to what we put up today, which was 217 total yards, while giving up 495. You know, guys, at least in 2000, we weren't expected to be that great, right? We were on the uptick. Um, that was even that was before the obsession with Jamal Fobbs, right? That was before Tatum Bell had the opportunity to get rocking and rolling. He only had seven catches or seven carries for 27 yards that game. Our starter was Reggie White. So that 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 is so far back in the memory, right? We're talking about Reggie White and also Pogai. We're talking about before Tatum Bell got going. We're talking about Rashawn Woods only getting three catches. So, I mean, is it expected to get your head kicked in 58 to nothing? No, absolutely not. But, you know, it was back in the days where it, it was what it was, right? Not, not massively insane. Uh, and then you fast forward, let's say October 1st, 2005, where Joel Klatt and Colorado decided to put it on us a little bit. That was only Bobby Reed's second start in the history of him uh, being at Oklahoma State. And, of course, Bobby Reed is more synonymous, unfortunately, for the I'm a man, I'm 40, Mike Gundy rant that, that came, you know, uh, around that time. But 05 was Gundy's first year, guys, right? That was like the only year that you expected maybe some things to, to, to transpire because that was when Gundy was cleaning house, y'all. We had so many starters that got kicked off the team that getting your head kicked in by Colorado and getting blanked wasn't, uh, you know, it, it could have been worse. Again, it's another little time of before we got kind of into the uptick. Now, the September loss to Troy in 07, you know, that hurts. That was a rough loss. That was not a good one. But again, it's it, somewhat justifiable, justifiable because, again, we, we're on the uptick. But we can't say that this time. 22 years ago is one thing. This is the first time we've been blanked since Bedlam of 2009, where we only mustered out, you know, 109 yards of offense while we're ranked number 12 in America and had a legit shot to squeeze into the BCS conversation at the time. But instead, we had, you know, we dealt with some Zach Robinson uh, injuries. 
and DeMarco Murray had a pretty good day. Ryan Broyles decided to get over 100 yards receiving on us. We let some stuff out of the bag that day. You know, we left some things to be desired in 2009. But again, on the uptick, it was not an expectation for us to control games on a consistent basis. This is the first time we have been outcoached, outmatched, and outplayed, and out outhustled since 2000. There's probably some people listening to this show that had no idea that that, that even happened. That have no idea that we completely got destroyed in 2000. There's probably some people watching this show that have no idea about the 05 uh, blank by Colorado. There's probably some people listening to the show that barely, barely remember the 09 Bedlam that knocked us out of BCS contention. But there's a lot of people that are going to remember this one. Because this is not an uptick situation. This is a you should have been more prepared situation. I don't know if Gundy decided to, to embrace the fallacy of Adrian Martinez playing. So did we prepare for Adrian Martinez or something? I don't know. I hope not. Because, guys, we were even talking about, what, Tuesday? Wednesday, maybe, that we should have been prepared for Will Howard. We should have been prepared for more of a design passing game. Should we have relied so much on the pass? No. Even when it was 21 nothing, 28 nothing, 35 nothing. They were rushing three and dropping eight. They were inviting us to run the ball. And it was amazing to see the emergence of DeAndre Jackson, right? It's awesome to see him on the field. He looks determined. He looks ready to rock and roll. Uh, the few times Ollie Gordon got the ball, he ran with punishment in his mind. Jaden Nixon could have squirted free there a few times. Spencer Sanders is clearly... I, I guess you got to blame it on the injury because that's the worst he's looked since his freshman season at Oklahoma State. This is the worst we've looked as a team. Okay, but for the, the people that are younger watching this show, 2014, we weren't so hot, but we never got our teeth kicked in like this. 2018, we disappointed, but we never got our teeth completely kicked in like this. You've got to go back to before every single student darn near on campus was born. Put this into perspective. Everybody, we weren't strong enough. We weren't prepared enough. We weren't built enough for this game, which is extremely disappointing because we should have been at least, at least hooked up on the daggone built bar, protein bar, the only protein bar that legitimately tastes like a candy bar. Maybe we ran out. I don't know. Maybe they didn't use our promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off as you can do right now because it didn't work. We didn't have enough in the locker room. We weren't built right for this game, but built right can get you built right or built bar. Sorry. Use promo code locked on 15, 15% off. This was a travesty. 217 yards total offense, giving up almost five hundo. Our high-flying offense with all our phenomenal wide receivers, which they are, only 163 yards passing today. We let Will Howard, a backup quarterback who has a history of 
of not being the guy, which is why they went on to Adrian Martinez. But I do have to say that we all as a fan base and as a conference in, in a whole need to respect the fact, love the fact, praise the fact, promote the fact that you're talking about a kid that most likely would have transferred, should have transferred. Clearly, he's good enough to start at some places. Was he good enough to start at K-State? Well, they didn't think so. Did he leave like 90% of kids do these days? No, he stuck it out because it meant something to him. And he got his opportunity, and he produced. Our defense looks so confused. Like, yes, K-State was doing some pretty unique things with their, their, their route running. So hats off to Colin Klein. But dear baby Jesus, guys. 54 yards rushing? When they're rushing three people and dropping eight, we rush for 54 yards? We rely on this high-flying offense, and we don't even get 200 yards, of, uh, or we give up uh, 200 yards, I'm sorry, in rushing, and we can't even put together over 220 yards combined together. Our leading rusher is Gage Gundy at 27 yards. Somebody you put in with eight, nine minutes to go in the game while you're, again, getting your teeth kicked in. What a terrible position to put the young kid in. And then it's even more terrible to know that with when you combine sacks, we had 1.8 yards of carry. We gave up 6.7 yards of carry. You remember when we talked about TCU game and how it was going to be massively important for us not to give up 5.7, 5.8 yards of carry? Well, here we give up 6.7 while, while getting 1.8, while they're rushing three people. I don't care if you've got all four-string offensive linemen in. If they're rushing three, you have to adjust. That's been a, a calling card for Gundy is given what or taking what the defense gives us. Did we do that today? No, we did the exact opposite. We took what the defense was doing and decided we're going to play into their hands. We're going to give them more opportunities than they're even asking for. They're asking you to run the ball. And we have 54 yards rushing. Spencer Sanders looked out of sync all day, guys. I don't know if it's injury, but it did look like Spencer Sanders and this wide receiver core uh, just met each other on the bus ride to Manhattan. With a three-yard rush. Three-yard rush. There's not a lot to say. There's, there's not a lot to diagnose. Speaks for itself. We got outcoached, outplayed, outmatched, outhustled. We haven't seen this since 2000. It's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting week. I don't know if y'all saw the, the 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 image or clip, kind of of Spencer Sanders on the sideline. He's, uh, he's not in good shape. So the question is, why did we allow it to get to that level? Why do we not adjust something when it's 35 nothing going into halftime? Why did it look like the play calling in the second half diminished? 
They're giving you opportunities, and, and, and instead, you're going to go against the grain, you're going to go against the Gundy way, and you're going to play into their strengths? I just This, this is the most head-scratching thing I've seen in a large portion of my life. What in God's purple earth was that? I'm trying to find an upside here. Kind of like if you were to download the free upside app using promo code locked on, uh, you get $5 off your first $10 purchase. And right now you got to be looking for an upside. So I think the, the transition here is, is not bad. Again, guys, use promo code locked on to get $5 off your first $10 purchase. Put some money back in your pocket so you can put some more fuel in your car. Download the upside app now. Um, okay, what is an upside of this one? Um, Gunnar Gundy, being our leading rusher, that's, that's not an upside. I think I may have accidentally said Gage Gundy earlier. Um, but yeah, Gunnar Gundy uh, leading us with a 27-yard rush. You get the appearance of DeAndre Jackson, and you don't give him the ball enough. You have Ollie Gordon wanting to destroy people's face masks. Even if, if it's only for two or three, four, five yards. He don't get enough carries. Jaden Nixon is the, the quickest guy we got in the backfield. He don't get enough carries. Our wide receivers had a case of the dropsies, which that the only other time that our wide receivers have uh, performed this poorly was uh, parts of the TCU game. We made zero adjustments. Absolutely zero adjustments that were productive. That's a rough one. I, there's, a, yeah, that's the most head scratching thing I, I've, I've seen in, in a very long time. Hats off to K State, being prepared, being ready. Hats off for them playing aggressively. Um, you know, guys, to close out that first half, they did precisely what we never do, what Gundy refuses to do, and that is keep their foot on our throat. Did they start getting conservative when they're up 28 nothing, 35 nothing? No, they didn't. They kept the foot on the gas, and it hurt us. It demoralized whatever thought process we had going into halftime, which is what we don't do which we've had opportunities to do this season. So hats off to K-State. I caught a little bit of grief when I appeared on the Locked On Texas Longhorns podcast, and I said that I thought Chris Kleiman was the best coach in the Big 12. Is that throwing shade at Gundy? I don't think so. Throwing shade at Gundy would be bashing him. I ain't bashing him, but I'm intelligent enough to say that my 8-year-old daughter could have seen mathematically that we were not doing anything to counterbalance what they were giving us. That's what I can't wrap my head around. They're giving us yards to rush. And instead of taking a game four, five, six yards at a time, like they were going to allow us to do, we decided to play this completely out of sync cluster effation of a game. 
And I don't really think that you can put a lot on Derek Mason because of due to our inept ability to manage the game offensively, these guys are, are not only a bunch of freshmen, a bunch of redshirt freshmen, a bunch of true freshmen, but they're playing an insane amount of snaps. Now, is that a cop-out? No, because that's a failure on coaching. This is a failure on adjustment. This is a failure on taking advantage of any opportunities you do have. Lost to Troy in 07. Lost to Colorado in 05. Lost Bedlam 09. Lost to Texas Tech 2000. I don't know. I don't know. I'm... It's it's uh, it's something, but uh, again, hats off to K State. Hats off to their backup quarterback getting out there and looking like a boss, looking like he was prepared. Congrats to the young man for sticking around when most kids lack the intestinal fortitude or moral compass to stick around when they've been replaced, just like Max Duggan's doing up at TCU. This game today, I think, took. Spencer Sanders possibly out of contention for the MVP race or the Offensive Player of the Year race. I'm not talking about the injury side of things. Um, hopefully he is okay and, you know, he gets the rest that he needs, but the season's not going to get easier, right? Our pick was K-State, O-State going into the Big 12 title. Well, right now it looks like O-State, K-State are the teams that are going to be trying to cling and climb and pray to be able to take on TCU. And if we played like that to take on TCU at the end of the year, we'd get our face kicked in. So if, if we play like that, then we deserve to watch it on TV as K-State and TCU get down. Because that is not a representative of the kings of the Big 12. That is not a representation of what we need to, to do to control our destiny in the new Big 12. I love seeing these kids stick around. I think that is a good representation. I think that TCU is getting a little underappreciated. K-State, obviously, they've had a couple kinks in the armor, but we just found out that we didn't have a kink in the armor. We got places where we ain't got no armor. So, yeah, this is uh, we're going to get tested from a leadership standpoint right about now. And ain't nothing we can do about it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be all right. This guy again isn't completely falling. And it's gonna be fun. I think the next game is gonna be fun because the adjustments have to be made. And if the adjustments are made properly, we we're still we're still in the fight here. This is disappointing. Do not do not misconstrue uh, my opinions on that one. It's a rough showing. This is our worst worst performance since 2000. How do we fix it? Well, I will let you know. Tomorrow, tune back in. We'll just hit the ground running, guys. This ain't the end of the world. We'll diagnose throughout the course of the week what we needed to do to take advantage of what they gave us and, and how we failed on a multitude of, of angles. Nobody on the field looked ready to go, which I have not seen that 
demoralization of effort since 2011 loss to Iowa State up in Ames. Hard place to play. Competing to play for the national title, which even though we should have anyways, because we turned around and, and put a curb stomping on OU while Bama sat idly and did nothing, and then somehow some people slash computers mixed together put Alabama 0.008% ahead of us. But nonetheless, we looked completely downtrodden in that game. But that's a game that we probably we shouldn't have played. That was right after that plane crash. And we had players on the field, uh, starters, big-time starters, who had friends and girlfriends on that plane that, 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 that crashed. And we lost a lot of good people. And the team took a vote. I've heard rumors that the team voted to not play. I've heard rumors that Iowa State recommended that we postpone the game because they felt for us. We had a reason to look that way on that day. We did not have a reason to look that way today. So tune in tomorrow. And we'll diagnose a little bit more of what happened, what went wrong, what we can improve on. There are decent, you know, uh, perspectives on getting a bunch of young kids playing. And now they're going to get tested. Now they're going to get checked. This rebound is going to be indicative of our level of recruiting over the next couple of years. Yes, I said this. Our rebound from this game will dictate the success of the recruiting for the next year or so. This is huge. To get destroyed like that in front of a probably person, pretty decent crowd, numbers-wise, that ain't good. It's not a good look. Us and K-State mirror each other in so many ways. And recruits know that. And, like, if you're a big-time tight end... Would you come to OSU knowing that they'll never use you? Or would you go to K-State knowing that you're going to have 11 personnel packages designed for you at some point in time in your career? These are things that unfortunately are hard truths that we have to pay attention to. What we do next is imperative to the success of our recruiting over the next couple of years. I, 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 can, I can almost guarantee you that. But any Come back tomorrow. We'll diagnose this thing. We'll figure this thing out. It is what it is. We got this. God bless. Go Pokes. Thank you for stopping by for your daily stop for Oklahoma State coverage here on Locked On Oklahoma State. See you tomorrow, y'all.